0: What's going on, everybody? We're excited and welcoming you to another episode of Beyond the Turnbuckle. I'm your host, Sage. And by my side, of course, I have with me...
1: The Wonderful. Say it.
0: The Wonderful. There you
1: go. Jade.
0: (laughs) How's everybody doing?
1: (laughs) You say it every episode. You had to say it this episode. I did, I did. I did.
0: So... Um, we have a lot of exciting information for you. This is a great episode and we are happy to share it with you. So we're going to get right into it, right into it. So what are we going to start with here, Jay, today?
1: I mean, it's only right. We start with Friday Night Smackdown this past Friday, which was a major, major, major Smackdown, but we're not going to just jump right into exactly like the hot part of it. We're going to start from the beginning. So of course it was a gauntlet tag match. Um, Kicking off SmackDown, where the Street Profits were a part of it, and so was pretty deadly, and some other teams, and of course the Street Profits got eliminated first, which was sad, sad, sad.
0: Very sad. I don't know why they keep playing them like that.
1: I feel like the Street Profits have so much potential. I love them as a tag team. I love their chemistry but yet they always seem to just take the L's lately and I'm not I'm not liking that
0: I don't know hopefully that they're trying to like transition them to you know being a little bit more in the limelight and heading towards that you know one of those top contenders for the tag team championship
1: I would hope so that's where I would like to see them go but I don't know they're on a route that it's not leading them there
0: yeah, WWE, what are you doing? Let's go. Seriously. Come on. You have- Montez Ford. Come on. Yeah. You got no better charisma. And I you mean You got no better athleticism for the tag team to bring some hype, to bring some, you know, excitement. And it looks like the WWE universe is loving the street profits. So what are we yeah. waiting for? Yeah. Let's seriously. see them against KO and Sami Zayn. Come on now.
1: <laughs> I mean, even Dawkins, for a big guy, he has incredible agility. So it's like they're really good at what they do. And I feel like they're just like always putting them at the bottom of the barrel. I don't think they deserve to be there.
0: Absolutely. I I would even entertain somewhere down the line seeing them get into a storyline with the Usos. You know, when we get into that topic. That would be but pretty anyway. Good. That would be pretty Continue, James.
1: And so yes, um Pretty Deadly came out on top with the win and the number one contendership. Again, I I'm gonna reserve what i want to say about pretty deadly i'm just gonna leave it at that but i will say i don't think it's fair that they just come into the wwe and they already have a contendership and the street profits have literally like been there showing that they're capable of being an excellent tag team and yet they just get pushed to the side so
0: let's see maybe they're saving the best for last who knows but i'll tell you what one thing is those outfits are pretty deadly (laughs) I did there yeah let's keep it going
1: <laughs> oh man I mean they will wear a crop top better than I can I'll tell oh, you that much boy <laughs> moving forward yes <laughs> um the let's get into Zelina Vega versus Io Sky um it was a great match I feel like we're starting to see more of Zelina Vega now um, it seems like there was a miscommunication with Bailey and EO, which kind of cost EO the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is, is this the beginning of Zelina's era? Is she building something here? Um, you know, now being that she's with the LWO and she's around, the, you know, the legend himself, Rey Mysterio. Um, I know Zelina has been working very hard to try to get to the top. And because she's this tiny little bitty thing, It's hard, you know, you get pushed around, literally, and hypothetically speaking, and I feel like she never really had her time to shine. So, I feel like, is this the beginning of her era? Is this where we can see more of her? Is this where now she takes on more wins? Um, You know, is the LWO actually a game-changing idea for her career-wise?
0: That's a good question. You know, I've actually noticed that, too, and I was thinking Zelina Vega's definitely going on her little winning streak right now, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um. I think the LWO is, is is making a stamp as a faction altogether. Their guys are pretty solid. Um, um, Escobar is doing his thing as well. And, you know, the legend Rey Mysterio himself. So it'll be pretty interesting, you know. It'll be pretty interesting. But kudos to her. And uh, congratulations to her on mm-hmm. her couple of wins that she's been having these past couple of weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of the women in the industry there, um, Bianca. Bianca Belair seems to be getting a little impatient when it comes to Adam Pierce coming through on her title rematch against Asuka. And I can't say that I blame her um, because she was promised a rematch, but yet as we have seen, it's been advertised already in two weeks. Asuka will take on Charlotte for the title and that will be in London. Mm. Um, She specifically, Bianca specifically, um has said that she's tried to go about it the right way, which she did. You know, she promised that she wouldn't interrupt the ceremony for Asuka and she didn't. And, you know, she was promised a title match, but she feels like, OK, like, clearly I've been trying to go about it the right way. You guys are just pushing me to the side because Charlotte just comes through the door and you hand her things. And so Bianca had came out on Friday night to inter- interrupt Charlotte's um, interview that she had going on. And she basically put everybody on notice. It was like that fair warning shot. Like, listen, I tried to do it the right way. Now I'm going to do it my way. And nobody can really complain about it.
0: Bianca Bela came out like a boss. She said, listen, uh, Charlotte, whether it's you, whether it's Oscar, I don't care who comes out on top. That belt is coming home with me. Absolutely. Just, Just know that. That's the only message that she left. And she's getting a little bit more aggressive, but I get it, too. Um, you know, shots is being fired anywhere. And at the end of the day, Bianca Belair, you know, she's she's in for the win and she's she's not taking no for an answer. And she let that be known straight, frank, straight to the point.
1: She did. And what about when Charlotte likes to throw around her accolades and she's like, Oh, well, I did this, you know, I knocked I was knocked down and I got up all fourteen times, basically trying to throw a shot at Bianca, like, you know, stop crying about it. This is the industry. You're gonna get knocked down, pick your ass back up, and let's get to it. But Bianca made a valid point when uh-huh. she said she is the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era and that she didn't have to do it 14 times. So it
0: took you 14 times? <laughs> well, I did it one whole time. And All I right? was so like, ouch.
1: Yeah. And when she did that mic drop and walked off like a mm-hmm. boss that even Charlotte, you know, she's referenced as the queen. Even Charlotte had to just take that L and stand there like, wow, like, okay. I've never seen Charlotte kind of get put in her place and kept quiet. So
0: mm, Let me tell you, that women's championship arena is getting very, very spicy. A lot of contention building, and I love it. Very much so.
1: Very much Can't so. Can't wait
0: to see what happens.
1: Right, me too. Um, we also had on Friday a um, mixed tag match with AJ Styles and Me Chin, a.k.a um Mia Yim versus Karrion Cross and Scarlett and Karian Cross and Scarlett won the match which was a little shocking to me because I actually thought AJ Styles and Mia were going to win. Um Scarlett tried to distract AJ of course by using her assets as most women like her would do. Um but it seemed like it didn't really work on him, right? He took off his mm-hmm. glove, pointed it to his ring. It was like, "I'm married, bitch." Like Mm-mm-mm. he didn't care at all, but even so, the distraction still caused him the match because um, Carrying Cross was able to capitalize on it. So uh, yeah, it was yeah. my actual first time seeing Scarlett wrestle. She was actually all right. Yeah, she I was surprised. Pretty good. Yeah,
0: you know, um, she looked like she has a lot of potential. Um, so let's see how this unravels. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Creative will find something nice and spicy for her to get into. I'm pretty sure they have a lot up their sleeves mm-hmm. to go with. But yeah, good job, AJ Styles. I like that. That was a little different, little flip, you know, on that uh, (laughs) so-called plan to distract you. But sorry that you had to take the loss.
1: Yeah, that kind of sucked. It seems like they have LA Knight starting a whole storyline now, a rivalry with Escobar. We saw when Rey Mysterio and Escobar win the ring together, trying to Mm -hmm. bring, I guess, meaning and definition to the LWO. LA Knight came in, interrupted, even though LA Knight was already scheduled to face Escobar Friday night, but that's how it kind of went. And then even at the end, um, of course, Escobar won the match. I say of course, but like, yeah, I'm sure Mm -hmm. people expected LA Knight to win. I didn't, but (laughs) whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. LA Knight tried to cheat his way anyway into winning because he was holding on to the ropes when he went and rolled up um, Escobar for the pin, but Escobar reversed it. And so that's good for
0: him seems like he's making that his little signature move now holding on to the ropes holding on to a piece of underwear to try to get those uh you know three counts in <laughs> i don't know but you know i put the la Knight into moves. that little uh uh pretty deadly little category there so like, eh, I'm just we'll not, be there. yeah not feeling them right right away but you know they're pushing them yeah
1: they they're are.
0: pushing them so maybe they'll unravel into something interesting who knows wwe must have some type of good plans they must see something we don't maybe the ratings are talking to them who knows
1: possibility but he did show his his uh sore loser ways when he attacked Escobar after the match. Of course. But Mysterio did come in to help him out. So maybe there'll be a tag match with Escobar and Rey Mysterio and Ellie Knight and, I don't know, another partner. Um, We'll see. But let's get into the most important important thing of friday night smackdown
0: are we talking about the civil war here
1: the civil
0: war the bloodline civil war the
1: bloodline but before we get into that and exactly what took place let me just point out that roman reigns is still carrying three titles and from what i know this was done intentionally Mm. although the other champions had to basically give in their old titles um, but this was then specifically for Roman to signify his level of greatness. Ooh. You know, you see three titles, it shows more, it shows more power. And so since he's supposedly operating at a way higher level than the other champions, it only goes to show like he's like the champion of all champions kind of thing.
0: That's a good uh, symbolism to use. Yeah, um, it's
1: kind of like to represent what he stands for and the history and legacy he brings to the titles. Um, so I just, I'm curious to know what the other champions kind of think about that. If they're even phased, let me not even say the other champions more so specifically Seth Rollins,
0: Ah. (laughs) um, because he
1: seems to have a lot to say these days about Roman and how they treat him and his schedule. So I'm just curious to know, like, what was his process of thinking? Like when he saw that, well, Roman didn't give in his two titles,
0: Yeah, I think I think Seth Rollins. Sorry, Seth Roman. Mixing these guys up. I think (laughs) Seth Rollins over here is just kind of like he's trying to basically level up and get to that point because he knows what he's dealing with as far as um, being a champion. I think he uh, he respects Roman Reigns and you know they're good friends outside of the competition world. So um, he's doing a great job though. You know, I think he's living up to what he said he would open Mm -hmm. open um, invitations and he's showing up more. But I think this is his way of just. Showing a sense of respect for Roman Reigns, the level that he's operating on by boosting himself up, you know, and um, just continuing to um, try to outshow each other. And and, and you know what? They're both hardworking and dedicated guys that I think um, definitely brings the WWE universe to a very high, high capacity when it comes to um, performing. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. Um, But Roman Reigns, real, you know, respected. You can't really deny his accomplishments. He is at a level where, right now where he's forcing everybody else to step up mm-hmm. or step off.
1: Right. Pretty so, much.
0: pretty much, if you can't contend with uh, the uh, action or the level that he's on, um, just don't even try it. I saw, uh, you know, or I heard Bobby Lashley try to throw a little incentive somewhere in there. I don't know. Which but I guess well, is
1: open to interpretation.
0: I think we'll get to that in just a short moment. We got a lot to talk about. We sure will.
1: That'll fall on the Bochinche with Jade.
0: Bochinche with Jade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it was the big day for Jay. Jay Uso. It was do or die for him. He had to choose a side. Are you staying with Jimmy or are you staying with the bloodline? And so everybody was wondering, you know, for the weeks leading up to Friday, like, what are you going to do? What side are you taking? And, you know, me personally, I always felt like he's not betraying Jimmy ever. Like, that's his twin. They have a special bond. Nobody's ever going to break that. However, a lot of people felt like, you know, he may get persuaded by Paul Heyman and Roman to go on their side. Which, it seemed like it was going to happen at some point,
0: too. I mean, yeah, they did did a good job convincing. They almost had me for a little bit with that whole U.S. heavyweight you know, kind of like uh, spiel and and Paul Heyman, you know, putting together that nifty, nifty package of his about uh, (laughs) Jay being The future tribal chief, you know, it was a little bit uh very, very aggressive, but you know, it, it kind of did, did make you want to entertain it a little bit.
1: Let me tell you, Paul Heyman is such an instigator. That <laughs> man there <laughs> is like he should get an Oscar, because the way he acts, the way he looks at Roman, first of all, everybody needs them a girlfriend that looks at them the way Paul <laughs> Heyman looks at Roman Reigns. Listen,
0: listen, listen. He's been a wise man <laughs> for quite some time for the Samoans. Let's not forget.
1: Yes, for the Wild Samoans. We posted it up on Instagram um, maybe last week sometime. We're I posted this this thing with him and the bloodline didn't just start. He's been there with the bloodline. Literally, he's been down the bloodline of Roman Reigns' um family. Yeah, yeah. So he's been there. Like, um, but I don't think I've ever seen him look at them the way he looks at Roman.
0: Or oh, Heyman has some oosy blood in him. <laughs>
1: he's really the honorary Roos. <laughs> I Oops. said Roos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Tempted there. Yeah. laughs> oh yeah, he's definitely been around for quite some time. But he is showing. <laughs> I mean, it, it almost seemed like, um, but we'll get into it. It, it. it almost seemed like he wanted to get emotional, oh, uh, you know, sure. over the the uh, actions that took place.
1: And he did, <laughs> and rightfully so, because once Jay and, the, and Roman were in that ring together, Jay kind of gave Roman the ultimatum, where he was like, it's either me or him. You got to choose between me and Paul Heyman. And, of course, we know Roman tried to just blow smoke up his ass and like, oh well, you know, I'm trying to make you the successor. I'm trying to groom you. Like he's he's not a part of the bloodline, but he's more so my wise man. He's Roman Reigns' wise man. He's not the bloodline's wise man. Mm-hmm. Trying to just keep it there where it's like, you know, so if I go, he's going with me. You don't gotta worry about him staying. Mm-hmm. But that's I don't even think that's what he cared about, Jay. I think Jay was just like, he gotta go. Like mm-hmm. this guy has got to go. Mm-hmm. Um Roman did try to cause more tension between Jimmy and Jay. Yes. By pointing out that when he deemed Jay his right-hand man, Jimmy was the one who had a problem with it. And at this point, Jimmy was in the ring already. He had came out.
0: Um, And Roman was actually right about those things. You know, he was was truthful Mm -hmm. in the factual part of what he was saying. But yes, it was, the motive was to keep them, you know, intention with one another and it looked like jay was paying attention and and listening a little bit right it looked like he was getting swayed a little bit towards the tribal chief side right. for a moment there.
1: because even he said it to jimmy he was like you know i would expect that from him but not from you mm-hmm. um so he he probably did feel a little hurt by that because it's like damn you're my twin you should be happy for me why are you feeling away you know i would never expect that from you because we you know we're always together we're always doing everything together um but jimmy didn't deny it he confessed to it you know he was also truthful he stand he stood in his truth and he was like yeah i did um but then jay went off on a tangent kind of explacing, uh, explaining explaining
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: explaining basically i don't know what's up with us today like we can't talk or something
0: speak for yourself <laughs>
1: jay goes on a tangent explaining basically How um, he's tired of living in his brother's shadow. He didn't say those exact words, but that's kind of summarized like what he was trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, his whole life he's been told, listen to your big brother, listen to your big brother. And um, I think he's just kind of tired of that. It's like he wants to step out of his brother's shadow. And I get it. But to me, honestly, I never thought that Jay was the secondary us I always looked at him to be like the leader of the Usos,
0: I have to agree with that, yeah mm-hmm. I thought that he was definitely he seemed like for a time being I, I I almost forgot that Jimmy was the older brother mm-hmm. and I never saw it until they were putting it all together. I never saw that uh he was feeling or or living in the shadows of jimmy mm-hmm. um but you know when Roman reigns was pointing out you know time periods and and, and how Jimmy reacted to all those things, you know, you clearly could see that Jimmy was being the older brother and Jay had to always fall into in line. And it makes sense of how he was so confused about making a decision. But, um, I guess some of the things Paul Heyman was saying also about just stepping up and, you know, that Roman Reigns trusts you and he wants you to be the next, you know, tribal chief and all the other things, even though Paul Heyman had a different motive and trying to sway Jay over back to the tribal chief. Mm Um, I think, um, Jay has finally stepped out. And I always wanted that to be the storyline. And I think I I can see that storyline going a couple of ways. Like I could see uh Jay being the you know, the the oost to 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 dethrone uh Roman Reigns. Um and I also think that um they could do they could go a couple of places with this. Right. They could, you know, after the tag teams, as you know, the tag team matches set for Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. Um I think I would even be I would be entertained if Roman Reigns even like um gave both of them a title match, you know? Having Jimmy and then working up to Jay. I don't know if that's something that creative already thought of, but that would have been that that would be entertaining as well, since right. you had this whole civil war thing going on. And what's gonna happen with uh Solo? What's Solo's position in right now? Well, obviously he's on uh, Roman Reigns side at this point in time, but what's gonna be his uh position when this saga still, you know, unravels even some more? Right. And um, whatever ends up happening on uh, the dethroning session. Right. Because we know it's coming. Right. But um, what's going to be solo stance?
1: Right. And that's something we're going to have to wait and see. Um, Right now, you know, as it stands, the Usos are out. And, you know, when Jay was out there, this is how it led up to it. Um, Jay was basically letting Jimmy know that he's tired of being in his shadow. And then um, he had told him, so guess what? You're out. And then, you know, Jimmy looked (laughs) defeated standing there in the ring. And Jay was all in his face like, yep, I said it. You're out. And Jay, I just felt so bad looking at his face with Jimmy. Like, Jimmy just looked so hurt. He was just standing there like, damn, my brother really chose this guy over me. So, like, now what? But then it was like in that same instant, Jay was like, and I'm out too. And then he just super kicked Roman. Woo! And it was like, wow. Even Jimmy stood there like shocked, like, what did I just see? What did I just watch? What is going on?
0: The- Solo was
1: shocked. Solo couldn't even move. All he could do was look at Roman on the floor and then look at Jay. Everybody was just like taken aback. All. And if we go to Paul Heyman's facial expressions, forget about it. His mouth hit the floor. Um,
0: Roman Reigns' uh, face was very very surprising to me i didn't know whether or not he was in more pain from getting chin checked or he was in shock of the fact that you know jay really just turned against him but his face was like you know it was like a kid in the candy store that we just said no you can't have no candy and um you know he <laughs> he ends up having a fit right there on the floor I didn't, he didn't even think about getting up and fighting him at that moment it was yeah. just like oh, i can't believe you're doing this like that 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 look or right. Heyman's over there on the side by the announcement table and He looks like he's about to cry. And
1: And then I watched, I literally watched Jimmy watch Solo in that moment. And he properly positioned himself behind Jay. It's like he knew Solo was about to come for Jay. I need to be there. And that's exactly what happened. Solo went to attack Jay, but Jay moved and then... Jimmy was able to just also give him that good super kick to the face. And it was like, wow.
0: Sweet chin music. I was loving it.
1: It was like, wow. <laughs> the Usos are clearing out house. Needless to say, after that, Paul Heyman high tilted it. He got the hell out that ring.
0: I mean, all I heard was Chance of, you deserve it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was insane. It was like, wow. And then, like, you know... Roman got up again, and they came back, and they gave him more. And it was just like, wow! Laid out the champ with yeah. all three titles. It was
0: electrifying. <laughs> the crowd was going wild. You Everybody know, sweet was there chin, for music it. everywhere. going to Roman Reigns, chin and Solo took a little bit too. Paul Heyman. Uh, gracefully got out. got out the ring so he didn't taste none of that he sweet chin no music. He wanted no parts. <laughs> he wanted no parts. But he was destroyed as well, you know what I'm saying? He
1: had real tears. He had
0: real tears. You real know how, tears you crying.
1: Know. I was like, wow. The
0: wise man was touched. But it was exciting. It was uh, excellent. I think they did a great and wonderful job of I think unraveling is- uh, where, where the bloodline stands right now. And you know what? Right now, I got to say, this this faction and their 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 actual like saga has been I think one of the best, best of all time.
1: Everybody's saying it, you know. Everybody, um,
0: you know, when you go back to even like Evolution, I think of um, you the love four, Evolution. I do the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Just looking at those guys and how they used to come in, I think that we uh, look at this now, modern day wise, this competes with that, you know. Absolutely. And um, even Hogan when he was being asked about where Roman Reigns was and stuff okay. like that. And his heyday he said, you know, he gave I think an honorable uh answer in saying that, you know, if he was right now at his prime going into the ring of Roman Reigns, that they would they would they would create some real ratings, some real money. Yeah. And generate a lot of excitement. Um so yeah, I think again, this is beautifully rolled out. I think um we have a lot more to see. They can go a lot of different avenues with this. Um and it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how this ends for Roman Reigns. You know, he's he's um definitely accomplished a lot, a lot, and more than more than has. any champion as he's rolling up on some this facts is that we're gonna.
1: His peak. It's like what happens after this. That's why I'm inclined to believe that you know at some point Roman will be making an exit. In the WWE, probably not permanently, but he definitely will be taking a long hiatus to kind of probably go into acting. Um, I think he may be like kind of following in the rock's footsteps too. It's like when you hit greatness, mm-hmm. where else can you go from there? You know, now you have to just kind of open up your path to other things.
0: I mean, there's a lot of opportunities open for him. I think people just, yeah. it's a no matter of just, uh, you know, which avenue he's going to decide to take from here on in. Right. Um, I think he has a lot of choices. And he's, he's earned it. You right. know, he's worked hard for it. He's earned it. He's worked his way up to the right. top. So a lot of people might not like it, but you know what? When you are the champ, when you're on top, the more accomplishments and successes that you reach, you're going to have a lot more people hungry for that position because everyone's Absolutely. trying to get there. Absolutely. So it's totally understandable.
1: He's kind of laid out the foundation now. And I think now it's like people have something to compare and aim towards. So Absolutely. like the next champions coming in could be like, you know what? I want to do something. That's gonna make Roman look like nothing. So now they aim some. and achieve greatness. You know, so it's kind of like he's setting everybody up to kind of reach their fullest potential when they get into his position, which is a good thing. You know, it's that motivation that he's setting for. Very big um, shoes to fill. Very, very much so. Fill. So I think Jay, what he did was actually major. Um, and I'm not talking about the fact that, you know, him and Jimmy are back together and all that stuff. I'm talking about the fact that he claimed a role. Right now. He claimed a leadership role. He did. Yes. And by doing what he did, he's also showing like, I'm not, I'm not playing second to Jimmy anymore. Uh-huh. Now this is my show. I'm the leader here and we're going to do things my way.
0: I think so. Yeah. I can see Jay being the next superstar stepping up to the plate and being the face of WWE and also. Um, there was a lot
1: of W's there. There
0: was a lot of W's. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm following you for steps for today. <laughs> So um, I think he's going to definitely make a great champion. I could see him being a future champion. I don't know if he's going to get that uh, chance right away. Or um, I don't know what the whole little hint of the U.S. heavyweight championship was with that. If they're going to play along with that. But I definitely see, I could see Jay becoming that next. Tribal uh, chief. I don't know if they're going to, yeah. Tribal chief, but he'll be the next champion. And, you know, yeah. he has the potential and the charisma and the athleticism to I think take that throne and and, and and do a lot with it. So he does. Um it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very exciting. I know you guys are excited as well to see how this goes because I know I am. Yep. And um please as we throw this information out, let us know what you think. Um email us at beyond the turnbuckle podcast at gmail dot com and let us know or DM us. Right. On Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Give us your thoughts. Um I guess since we're on the topic of this whole Bloodline Saga thing, I guess we can mention the Bobby Lashley thing. So when this whole thing took place on Friday, um, Bobby Lashley took to, um, I don't remember if it was a tweet or he added, uh, it was Instagram, but either way, he added uh, Roman Reigns and all he did was put the red telephone emoji next to it. So it was like, okay, is he saying like, you know, like, I'm I'm calling you next. Like, it's me. Or was that more so, like, if you need me, kind of call me and I'll help you with your Usos problem. So, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. You know, nobody really knows because he has no um, alliance here with either Roman or the Usos. So, mm-hmm. what exactly was he looking for? Is he looking for gold to kind of challenge Roman? Which, I don't think that would be a bad fight. Mm-hmm. Um. Or is he looking to kind of like get involved in this whole storyline and i guess get more- more clout i don't know but i don't
0: know that'd be interesting i don't i don't, I don't i'm trying to figure out how he would fit in in, yeah. in, in the sense of that that would be very only in the title
1: um, if he's pursuing the title the only thing i could think of
0: yeah that would be the only thing but i, I you know i don't know how that would transition to going that route but um nonetheless he did make a His own way of a subtle announcement of letting uh, the uh, WWE universe know he's interested. Yeah, right. That was a little whatever he meant by that. We'll we'll see. It's gonna unravel for us.
1: Correct. So also this weekend we had two WWE live events. uh, Saturday, June seventeenth, they were in Cincinnati, Ohio, Um, and Roman Reigns defended his title against Rey Mysterio. And, of course, he retained the title. Of course. Um, <laughs> this was his first title defense since WrestleMania 39, where he faced Cody Rhodes. Um, and during the match, the Usos came out and took out Solo. Uh,
0: no because stress. Solo
1: was basically interfering in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's no surprise that the Usos came out, took him out. Um, but Ray took the L, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to, so I've heard uh, Dominic basically, like, him that match. But that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. So um, also on the card that night, uh, Seth Rollins defended his title and retained it against the Judgment Day's very own Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. So this is good. They're creating this whole thing for Damian Priest, which I like because I could see him going for the title. That will be a good look for him. Um, Bobby Lashley, speaking of, actually returned to ring action this past Saturday. And he faced off against Karrion Cross. Um, also on the card, the tag team champions took on the two other members of the Judgment Day. And no, Rhea Ripley was not one of them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio. And of course, we know the titles did not change hands that night either. No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Speaking of champs, Austin Theory defended the U.S. title against Sheamus. And he defeated uh, Sheamus.
0: Just to let you know, just to insert here, any any fight where we have a Dom Dom, <laughs> there will be no exchange of gold in the Dom Dom direction.
1: Seriously, right. Dom Dom, oh. drink some milk. Yes, yeah, seriously, for sure. Um, there was also an eight woman tag match with the Money in the Bank qualifiers. Yes, there
0: was. Mm-hmm. We
1: had the team of Becky, Mia Yim, Zelina Vega, and Shotzi. I think that's an awesome team versus Bailey, Eo Sky, Zoe Stark, and Chelsea Green where Becky's team came out victorious.
0: Mm, mm, mm.
1: And, oh yeah, I skipped another title defense we had that night on Saturday night. Gunther. 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 He defended his title against Shinsuke Nakamura. And, of course, retained it. Um, So that concluded Saturday night's card. Sunday, um, Father's Day,
0: they a live were event, right?
1: a little, another live event, June 18th in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, it was a Father's Day street fight. Um, and it was between Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Mm. And I posted on our Instagram page how Dominic literally got whooped like a baby. He was literally hanging off of a chair and Rey Mysterio was smacking that ass with what I perceived it to be as a chancla. For those oh. who don't know what a chunk is, mm-hmm. it's a slipper, it's a sandal.
0: <laughs> bochinche.
1: <laughs> no, no bochinche. <laughs> That's Spanish lessons 101.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, um so I don't know if Dum Dum, you know, was used to that type of hard time, but I'm pretty sure his dad's ass whooping was pretty close to that. Um WWE kind of played this match card uh, for the 18th kind of safe. They repeated a lot of matches from June 17th, the day before that Saturday. The only matches that were changed and slightly modified were like the tag titles. Because Mm -hmm. on Sunday, they actually took on three other teams um, to retain their titles. And those teams consisted of the Viking Raiders, the Usos, and Alpha Academy. Um, Cody Rhodes was added to this card and he defeated Finn Balor. Gunther actually defeated Matt Riddle and Shinsuke in a triple threat match, um, but I would say the highlight of that card was really the Father's Day Street Fight between Rey Mysterio and Dominic. So,
0: so I think you know, um, I think uh, Matt Riddle for the uh, Intercontinental Championship is something that's grown up against Gunther. I don't know if I that's going to so. be something they're going to follow through on, um, but that would be interesting. I think he definitely has uh, earned a at least a contender spot for a title. So right now for Gunther, I don't know who's going to be you know his top contender, but I can see it being Matt. Matt Riddle. Riddle. Yeah. yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. I think so. Um I know like they're trying to really push Matt and kind of keep him like on the straight and narrow um out of rehab out you know away from abusing drugs and all that stuff. So who knows? It seems like we've seen him pretty much every week, so I guess they're trying to keep him busy, which not a bad thing for him. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll wait and see what that plays out like. So some highlights of the week. Shawn Michaels celebrates 35 years of his career with WWE. His accolades consist of four times world champion, three times intercontinental champion, six times tag, tag team, team champion, champion. <laughs> and two times WWE Hall of Famer. So congrats to Shawn Michael! Congratulations
0: to HBK.
1: 35 years. Wow.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and he basically operates nxt so that's pretty cool pretty cool it's crazy to see who he was then to what he does now
0: staying active yeah
1: um he's staying active but i will say i feel like it's kind of like worn him at the same time he looks very worn very tired but i mean again he's keeping busy so that's all that matters yeah um Another high- more highlights of the week. We have Raquel Rodriguez taking on Trish Stratus tonight um, at Monday Night Raw for a Money in the Bank qualifier match. Those two were going at it on Twitter, um, where Trish was kind of like poking at the bear, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see you again," and this and that. And then Raquel's like, "Oh, you missed me," and she's like, "No, I didn't miss you." And then like they keep going back and forth on Twitter, but um. It's a good play up to their fight. Rhea Ripley de- uh, is to defend her title again tonight versus Natalia. And
0: Mm-mm-mm. for, <laughs> for the Natalia. sake
1: of the heart last name, <laughs> I hope that Natalia does a lot better than she did when her and Rhea faced off last time. Oh boy, it was. Let's pray it's not a 30 second match.
0: On her birthday, Lord. On
1: her birthday. My oh, gosh. My,
0: my goodness, it was just. Just totally, totally. Natalia, redeem yourself, girl. Please. Redeem yourself. All right.
1: I all right. Uh, posted, reposted a video of Natalia working out this week, and um, put some words of encouragement there. And she did see the story, so hopefully she um.
0: We're rooting for you, girl. All right.
1: <laughs> Are what? you though? Because you're really not. You At love least Rhea. A minute. At least a minute. You love Rhea.
0: At least a minute. Last at least a minute.
1: Anyway, <laughs> more highlights of this week, not WWE related, but Andrade. If we remember Andrade, who was uh formerly signed with the WWE, and who is also the husband of the Queen Charlotte Flair, he is now signed to AEW. Um, and he had an amazing, extraordinary fight this past weekend on AEW Collision. With Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews was also signed to the WWE before. And he is also the boyfriend of Char- uh oh, not Charlotte. God, what's her name? Your girl. Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Sorry, see, I don't I don't Who
0: are we whatever. talking about here?
1: I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so they had a great bout. Um, it was packed because um every time I see AEW posts, they're always showing how empty the, the arenas are. Mm-hmm. But this one actually looked like it was a little crowded. And I'm sure it had to do with Andrade and Buddy Matthews. Um, But the end result was a loss for Buddy Matthews. And they kind of replayed Charlotte versus Rhea, which was pretty Mm -hmm. cool on their end. Pretty creative, I guess. Or maybe not creative. I don't know. Um, And it ended exactly how Charlotte and Rhea's match did, where um, Charlotte had put Rhea in the figure four. um, And she made her tap. Where Andrade also did the same thing. Actually, it was the figure four turned into the figure eight. And Andrade did the same exact moves to Buddy Matthews, and he won the match. So it was a great match. Ric Flair acknowledged it because you know that's his son in law, so he has to. But yeah, it looks like Andrade is taking notes from Queen Charlotte. So, woo! <laughs> and now we move on to botinche with jay botinche botinche
0: botinche hey 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 botinche 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 <laughs> with jay
1: so is liv morgan pregnant this is something everybody has been speculating about they've been they've been saying oh well she's out of the ring you know she was written off on a storyline that she's injured but maybe she's pregnant and then there was a fake news post saying that she was pregnant with aew star uh mjf's child Mm. and people went crazy wondering if it was true because she liked the post You know how sometimes you see rumors of yourself and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, let me like it. Just, you know, because, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, people went crazy wondering if little Miss Harley Quinn um, is in fact expecting a child. And so, I'm here to say it's just rumors and Liv Morgan is not expecting. Liv is actually romantically involved with Bull Dallas. And that was said by Rick Clear himself on the To Be The Man podcast.
0: And that's the final bochinche on that. (laughs) Going on.
1: Going on. Mark Henry spoke on Busted Open Radio recently, and he said he thinks the WWE should pour gasoline on LA Knight's momentum. He thinks Mm -hmm. now is the time to set it on fire, watch it burn, and take off. So, I mean, there are people rooting for LA Knight. We see that the fans like him. And Mark Henry thinks this is the time to push him. This is where he's got momentum. This is where you're going to make money with him. So let's go push it. Um, me, personally, eh, I can wait on that.
0: <laughs> I'm still trying to find out what it is. But, you know, and that's just my personal opinion, you know. Um me too. I don't think he's the worst of wrestlers. But I just don't see him right. as being the the hype person that they have up there now. Winning all these matches and putting him into all these, uh, you know, top-notch scenarios. But, hey, who knows? Let's see how it develops. Uh, still, like, you know, leave an open mind to it.
1: Right. And so Carlito, of course we remember Carlito. Carlito. He has reportedly signed with the WWE again. Um, If we remember when they were in Puerto Rico for Backlash, he had an amazing welcome and reception Mm -hmm. from the crowd over there. They loved him. Um, So Booker T had even said he would have signed him in a heartbeat. And so he's back. We don't know when we can expect him to make a debut again, but he is signed currently with them. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Hey Carlito, welcome back, my friend.
1: <laughs> Carlito's way. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Dreamer thinks Seth versus Braun Breaker is one of the biggest matches in WWE NXT history. Yes. And so they're they're playing it out, like they're playing it up, they're getting it hyped up out there. Everybody's curious to see. This is gonna bring a lot of viewers from Monday Night Raw over to NXT now, because everybody wants to see what's happening. And I think it's personally to get more ratings for NXT, um so they did good with this um
0: yeah great uh marketing uh strategy
1: absolutely and i'm gonna say that was a triple h call because vince could never
0: definitely seems that <laughs> way yeah no shade but it's just a trip for what it is triple h is doing a great job i think absolutely. all of it together and has been so um, you could just
1: kind of tell when it's his ideas and when it's vince's they yeah, are very they're authentic opposite. and
0: different so you can just see yeah Yep, 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 yep.
1: And uh Logan Paul, he's returning to Monday Night Raw tonight. Um I put a poll up to see if people were excited about it and honestly, it got like a 50/50 split kind of thing. Most people were saying they don't really care about Logan Paul and other people were like, yeah, I'm excited for it. So it's like, huh? Oh, interesting.
0: I think he's um I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he still just has to find his character for the WWE screen. Um, you know, you kind of still see the social media kind of aspect with him. He has amazing you know, athleticism. Um, his athleticism support. is great. I think, you know, like I said, as far as his, um, uh, his script and creative, like he, he just has to fall into his character more
1: right?
0: and, um, treat it as, as don't treat it, I should say, as one of his most social media shows or something like that. I mean, that's just my take on it, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But hey, anyway, this is why we talk the bochinche, because the bochinche is here to be clarified, okay?
1: The bochinche is here, I'm telling you. We be having a lot of gossip and rumors going on in this wrestling industry, mm-hmm. and I make it my due diligence to find it all out.
0: So if you're confused about some bochinche,
1: <laughs> tune in
0: so you can get the bochinche with Jay because... When she's done, it won't be Bochincha anymore. Yes,
1: that's it. Okay? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, and so, let's close it out with some fun facts. Uh, we had Seth, uh, Seth did some picks on who he thought was best wrestler, um, who he thought had the best entrance music. So, let's get into it. Seth's picks. Mm. Um, first question they asked him was, who wouldn't he let babysit his kid? And he immediately said, Brock lesnar he said because that would be terrifying terrifying is
0: a great word
1: i can't even imagine talk
0: about shake the baby syndrome
1: (laughs) (laughs) seriously (laughs) Mm -hmm. they asked him who did he think had the best speed he said ricochet
0: doesn't the name say it all
1: it does i mean that guy is like a rubber band Mm -hmm. um they asked him who had the highest IQ and his words were, come on, you're looking at him. Uh, <laughs> Spoken like a true champ. True champ. Um. They asked him who has the most strength. He said, Bobby Lashley. They asked him who has the best celebrations when they like win titles and stuff. He said, Becky, his the wife, man. Becky.
0: Great answer. He said, she's
1: a fireball. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they told him. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> They asked him who has the best walkout music, entrance music, and he said it's an oldie but a goodie, and I think we all can agree on this. HBK.
0: Because you know he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: he just couldn't help it.
0: The man made his own song.
1: He did. Seriously. And he walked
0: out to it and he killed it.
1: He did. Every, Every time. time. <laughs> um, they asked who what who's the best. Trash talker, and I think we can obviously agree with him when he says Paul Heyman. I
0: guess he's talking modern day because I have to go with The Rock himself. I oh, mean, the yes. whole show was built upon his smack talking. That you is so know.
1: true, All right. Candy ass and mm-hmm. everything. You're right, you're so right. I, I, I would oh, have Seth to pick missed that one, he missed two, it.
0: Two guys for me is The Rock, and then if I have to, I have to go with The Nature Boy,
1: oh, yes, two. Trash Talking two. for sure. Uh-huh. Um, they asked him, "What's his best karaoke song?" Seth said he does not do karaoke, but he did say that he has a pretty decent "Wonderwall," "Wonderwall" by Oasis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's his favorite. Uh, I guess karaoke song or just regular song. Who knows? But um, he attempted to sing it, and I will say Seth does better just doing promo cuts in the ring. Don't don't go to singing. Don't do it.
0: I'm not going to do it. I'm not (laughs) going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save that for another day. But guys.
1: That's all we got for you. That
0: is all we have for you for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we are here to bring you the latest news. Latest rumors. Or I should say the latest bochinche.
1: Bochinche. Also, guys, we're bringing some trivias to you within the next couple of weeks. So I highly, highly, highly suggest you go follow our Instagram and our Twitter um instagram is beyond the turnbuckle podcast um sorry beyond the turnbuckle and twitter is beyond buckle because again it's too long to fit into a name if we put
0: everything thanks twitter um <laughs> but email us tell us what you think tell us what you like to hear more about and just give us your comments your concerns what you like what you didn't like and that can be sent to beyond the turnbuckle podcast at com. we're and- waiting to hear from you
1: Absolutely. And we're also looking to do a giveaway with some pretty cool, awesome prizes. So, again, make sure you follow us because we will be announcing it on social media. You don't want to miss it. Um, and, yeah.
0: So, tune in and, um, yeah, try to get those free prizes. Yes. So, we'll have some trivia coming your way. It'll be fun. That's right. All right, guys. So, this is all we have for today.
1: That's it. And Until tune in with us time. next
0: week. We are out. Jeez. Peace.